0: The brief interview you're about to hear complements this week's Wednesday episode with Garrett Bowles. All right, Natalie, I want you to tell me, first of all, what was Garrett like when you first met him and what initially drew you to him?
1: So when I first met him, I was actually terrified because big guy, <laughs> his voice is a little bit scary, um, Where did you meet him? We met at Snow College in the gym, in like the weightlifting room. And he would always say hi to me. And I had no idea who he was. So I was like, hey, you know, kind of run away. (laughs) And then uh, we had a dance called True Badger Night. Okay. And like you dance all night. Then at midnight, you go to the bell tower and you kiss. And then you become a true badger. (laughs) And so Garrett (laughs) found me. And yeah, he came over and asked me to kiss him. He said, let me show you how a real man kisses (laughs) He really did, and I was like, "Okay, if I say no, he's gonna eat me." So (laughs) I said yes, and then all that happened. He got my number. We texted a lot, and then he came over, and he told me his life story, which I died over. I started crying with him. Like, we had a really intense like first hangout, first night. Like, because there's a lot to unpack. Yeah. He told me his whole life story. What really happened was I Googled him before he came over and a mugshot came up. And so I got scared. And I was like talking to my friends. I'm like, do I just like not let him in the house? Like, what do I do, guys? They're like, just talk to him, ask him about it. So I like nonchalantly was like, so tell me about your life. Like, what were you like growing up? And then he was like, well, do you want the short version or the, the long version? I said, just tell me the... The whole thing, the long version. And he told me his whole story, like his mother, everything to Emily and Greg. And he explained the mugshot. I didn't have to bring it up to him. He explained it in the story. And we just cried together. Um, I was like, this is actually such a good guy. And from then on, we just hung out like every day. I got to finally see past the Scary first, you know, impression. He's goofy. He's funny. He's a giant teddy bear. And yeah, that's how he is.
0: (laughs) So you met him at Snow. That was long before he made it to the NFL. Yes. Would you have ever imagined at that point that he would have that kind of future in store? Honestly, no.
1: I didn't even know he started. Like, I knew he was (laughs) on the football team, but I thought I knew most of the players. I was a cheerleader and, you know, but nobody sorry, nobody pays attention to the old line, but he, yeah. So he told me he was offensive line. I was like, Oh cool. Do you start? He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm a starter. <laughs> I was like, Oh cool. But, um, I didn't realize how good he was until I was at his house one day. And he tweeted something about his like college offers, his top five schools, I think five or seven. And I was like, wait, people actually care? Like, do you really need to tweet about it? Right. <laughs> and yeah, he was like, yeah, I I do. I'm kind of good. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So that's kind of when I realized he was actually really good at what he does.
0: Yeah. yeah. So then he makes it to the NFL. Mm-hmm. You at that point already have your son, Kingston. Yes. He makes it there, starts a little bit of a rocky road. Yeah. People start being critical. As his wife, what did it feel like for you to have people... Being so openly
1: critical of your husband. Honestly, it was so hard. Because like I see the work that he puts in. I know how hard he works, what he does. He comes home, he watches film, he does pass sets in the kitchen. Like we did so much. And to hear people like boo him, say they he shouldn't play football, it was so hard. And there was at one point I was pregnant with our second, and I was ready to throw hands because like I was just not having it. And it was so hard, honestly, so hard.
0: So then you kind of take matters into your own hands. You and Garrett start doing some training (laughs) at home. And this is during COVID. Mm -hmm. Garrett mentioned that you know it was during a time when a lot of people were not maybe putting in as much work because gyms were closed. There weren't as many resources available. But you, Natalie, were perhaps (laughs) his greatest resource. So you start doing drills together. Tell
1: me a little bit about that. Yeah, I think... It was his agent or his coach was like, just take pass sets in the kitchen. Get Natalie, have her go against you, pretend like she's Vaughn, pretend like she's Bradley, and just you know, take passets in the kitchen. And I was like, okay, kids were <laughs> asleep. We were just hanging out. There's it's COVID, there's nothing to do. So I was like, all right, let's let's see what you got. He kind of showed me how to, you know, navigate, how to do what I was supposed to do. I threw a couple spin moves in there, got past him a couple times. So, you know. Nailed it. <laughs> And it worked out. And it worked, yeah. Worked out. We still do it sometimes just for fun.
0: It's amazing. Okay, my last question for you is when you think about Emily and Greg and what they've done for Garrett and the way that his life changed when Greg picked him up on the side of the road, what kind of gratitude do you feel toward them?
1: I have so much gratitude. Like, I can't even explain it. And I just love them as people so much. Emily and I are so much alike. Greg is so funny. They really are the best in-laws I could ask for. And I still see what they do with Garrett, what they do with my kids, our kids, and they are just the best people. And they were for sure put in Garrett's life for a reason. They were the biggest blessings. I don't know even where Garrett would be right now if it weren't for them. And. That scares me to think about, but I'm so eternally grateful for Emily and Greg and everything that they did for him and for us.
0: Perfect. You nailed it.